Hello, and welcome to the Nourishing Amy podcast, where you can learn tips, habits, and mindset changes to find out who you are, to love who you are, and to live your best life. Every week, we will look at ways to overcome things like stress, anxiety, and feeling overwhelmed so that you can find your sparkle again. Episode 10. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're on episode 10. This is crazy. And I actually just got 600 listeners yesterday as well. So that is so cool. Thank you so much for everybody, all of you that have listened so far. Um, I'm super pumped for this episode. So today's episode is going to be about when to let go of friendships and when to recognize that a friendship could potentially be becoming toxic and not serving you in the best way possible. So I love this topic and I actually posted a question box on Instagram last night to ask if there was any topics that any of you would like me to talk about because I've got a bit of a list of things that I can riff about, but at the end of the day, this is about talking about stuff that interests you guys and that is topics that you guys want to know more about. So if anyone ever has any questions or topic ideas, please feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram, as I always say. But this one, actually, I'm going to be honest here, gave me goosebumps because This is a topic that probably, I mean, fairly recently, I'd say within the last 12 months, has touched me very closely as well. And something that if um, someone had have asked me to record about a podcast episode about this or to even like talk about this topic, I would have said no, because I don't think I would have been ready to make a, um, a decision or a judgment call or to even really talk about it on an even playing field without putting my emotions and feelings and biasing the conversation. So I've learned a lot about myself uh, from my friends in in my whole entire life. My friends are the most amazing, beautiful and supportive bunch of people, men and women. Uh, But I have definitely had my times of trouble and my realizations that there are definitely some people that don't serve my life in the best way possible for me. And I think also for them as well at times, and that's also okay. But that's a really hard realization to come to. And I was chatting with one of my friends about this last night when this question had been brought up and I said how interested I was. Like, I love getting a good response, like goosebumps or chills or like that feeling in the pit of your stomach. Um, I love that because I can recognize now that that's my body telling me something. That like physiological response is your body being aware that there's like a feeling or an emotion coming up for you. So I love that stuff now. And I messaged my friend and I was like, oh my gosh, like, oh, this topic is just going to be huge. And we kind of had a little bit of a to and fro message with each other about why we thought it was important. And um, it was interesting. One of her main points that she made, which I think is so valid, is recognizing what's best for us versus what's hard to do. And I guess that's like a topic that comes up in life. Um 
But it's like, when do you recognize or how do you even know if there is a friendship that you have that has become toxic or you feel like it is dragging you down, but it just feels like it's easier to have them around in your life because it's comfortable and it's familiar. Wow. Like, honestly, she could not have um, taken the words out of my mouth any better because essentially that's the whole point of this whole topic is like with a lot of friendships, um, you will share such emotional and sometimes traumatic feelings, topics, thoughts, perspectives that you create such a beautiful bond with people in your life. And as humans, we thrive off connection. It's one of our six psychological needs or our six human needs. And so when we feel that we have created a connection with somebody, it can be really hard when to differentiate that difference between I know what's good for me here or I don't want to lose this connection. Because it's one of our psychological needs and our human needs, we are worried about breaking connection, even if it's not bringing you good to your life anymore. So really, the first question is, does this person bring out the best in you? Are you your best version of yourself when you are around this person or these people? So something that um, Declan, one of my coaches and the amazing founder of BU Coaching, um, has taught me from very early on is that we are the sum of the five people that we spend our most amount of time with. And I think that's something a lot of people know, but before I started doing coaching with DEC, that wasn't really something that I had thought very much about before, especially coming out of my relationship so soon before I started coaching. I really hadn't ever thought about like, well, what who are those five people? Number one. So first question for you guys is who are your five people? Who are those people that you are closest to? And that can be a like romantic relationship. It can be family. It can be friends. It can be workmates. Like anyone that ticks that box of like, yes, you are one of the most close people to me in my life. And then it's looking at okay, well, how do they make you feel? So how do those five people in your life, your top five, how do they make you feel? Do they bring out the best in you? And coming to that realization towards the end of my previous relationship, um, I've spoken a little bit about this before, but for those of you that are new listeners, I was previously engaged and left a 14-year relationship. And It was a very difficult decision for me to make. There was things like drugs and alcohol involved that I just wasn't down with anymore. And I look at that relationship as also a very, very close and important friendship in my life. And I think that's what made it so difficult to leave because I knew that I cared so deeply for this other person And that's the same as with friendships. You know that you care so deeply about this person that it makes it hard and it clouds our judgment in being able to recognize that even though I care for you, even though I care about you, I am not the best version of me when I am around you. And 
that was something that probably took me, I would say upwards of at least a year, like minimum a year to really come to the realization myself and to understand that. And I think the beautiful thing with that is that now I have been able to carry that through. That's a lesson that I learned that I am now able to carry through to so many other different relationships in my life. So who are your top five and how do they make you feel? Do you have a sense that there is some people in your life that there's a possibility that maybe they're just there because, you know, you guys have been friends since high school or you've been friends for a few years or it's just convenient, it's comfortable and it's familiar. Of course, the first step with anything is understanding and being aware. So just keeping in mind that there could be the potential for some people in your life that don't need to be there anymore. And it's not that it needs to be this huge, big, dramatic like breakup. It's just like, look, I don't feel my best when I'm around this person and I can recognize that I deserve more than to be spending my time, which is something that we all feel like we don't have enough of, um, engaging in contact with this person regularly when I want to shine my best light and be the best version of me for everybody else around me as well as myself. And if there's people in my life that don't bring that out in me, then that's not good for them, but it's also not good for me either. There's a good chance that if they don't bring the best out in you, you also don't bring the best out in them. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a big, huge, dramatic breakup. Like it just means that you are able to recognize that and give yourself some space. It doesn't mean that you have to say no all the time, every single time. If you have decided that this person doesn't bring out the best in you necessarily, that's okay. It's just honoring yourself and giving yourself that time and that space for you that then makes you feel good. And then when you do choose to hang out with that person next, if it's a few weeks, a few months, a few years down the track, you can both show up as the best versions of yourselves and you want to be hanging out together instead of that feeling of like, oh, I have to hang out with this person because they're my friend. You should never feel like you have to do anything in a friendship. Friendships, you should always want to do things. And if you are finding yourself saying things like, I have to do this with this person or I have to do that, there's a good chance that if you actually be honest with yourself and get real with yourself, you don't want to be doing those things. So how can you start to spend your time and utilize your time doing things that you actually want to do? Because I can bet you that you are way too busy and you have way too much stuff on to be wasting time doing shit that you don't really want to be doing. Another point that I have is that you are always changing. We are always changing. But then the question is, are you changing and growing together? And are you still bringing out the best in each other? So if you look back at your life, say 12 months ago or two years ago until now, just have a little bit of a think about how things have changed. Do you still live in the same house? Do you still talk to the same people? Are you still in the same job role? 
uh, what, how have your relationships grown and developed? So many different things, even down to like the foods that you like that you didn't used to like or the diet changes you've decided to make or the way that you exercise and move your body has changed. We like to say that we don't like change and a lot of us enjoy certainty. And again, that's another one of our six psychological needs, six human needs, is that certainty in our life. And we like to say that we don't like change and we want things to stay as they are. But when you look back to six or 12 months ago till now, you realize, wow, a lot of stuff has actually changed without me even really realizing it. So if all of that stuff is constantly changing and you are constantly becoming, let's hope, a better version of yourself, then is the, can the same be said for your friends? Are they also growing with you? Are you also growing together? Classic example is, um, you know, you've had friends that you were friends with in high school or when you were like 18, 19, 20 years old, like peak, going out to clubs, drinking, all of that kind of stuff. And whilst that serves us to a certain extent and serves a certain purpose in our life, most of us are not always going to want to be drinking, going out clubbing, like staying out till 3am, getting home, eating pizza, having McDonald's, all of that kind of stuff. And that's the perfect example of how a friendship can change because as we grow older, we start to, our values start to change depending on different circumstances in our life. And so it's thinking about okay, well, I can see that some of the things in my life and the things around me are changing. I don't want to go out clubbing and partying and drinking every weekend anymore. But is that still what some of my friends are doing? And do I feel bad about not doing that? Because if the answer is yes, and if you feel like you're being left behind with certain things, then there's a good chance that those people are not serving you anymore. And that's okay. You don't have to keep friendships for your whole life. There is a saying about this, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. And again, I will say I really should make notes before I do podcast episodes, but I guess that's the beauty of it that I don't and I'm just kind of talking. (laughs) Um, But it's something along the lines of friendships or people come into our life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. I don't even know if I got that right, but I'm going to run with it. So there will be a reason that someone has come into your life and it might be to help you to realize something. It might be to help you to get through a certain part of your life. But whatever that reason is, sometimes when that reason is done, when it's expired, when that moment has passed, it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to hold on to that friendship. And just being okay with that. Like I said before, it doesn't have to be a massive breakup, a huge argument. It's just recognizing that, okay, maybe this friendship or this relationship in my life isn't serving me as best it could, or we're not serving each other as best we could anymore. We're growing, we're changing, we're evolving, and that's okay. What a beautiful thing to be able to have welcomed this person into your life and to have them by your side to help you move through certain things. That's a beautiful thing. 
and be grateful and thankful and appreciative that they have been there to help you to do that. But also recognize if things start to turn a little the other way. And then for a season, you know, exactly like uh, going out, partying and clubbing, that's a certain season in our life. And then people move on to having babies or buying houses or getting into serious relationships or going traveling or studying at uni, like whatever your thing is that you're going through, whatever that season is that has come around for you, it's okay to welcome people into your life for that season, for that reason. And it's okay to let them go towards the end of that as well. And then there is those lifetime friends. There's those people that you know you've got their back and they've got your back and you just know you've got that connection and it doesn't matter if you don't see each other or don't speak for 12 months because, you know, life. Um, As soon as you guys catch up, it's like time has never passed And those are beautiful friendships to have, but it's just being really grateful for all of the different relationships and friendships in between as well. And not setting those expectations on yourself or these other people, which actually brings me to another point, expectations. Something that's so huge in friendships and relationships is realizing when you're setting expectations on somebody else. Because the reality is you cannot control anybody else's thoughts or feelings or perspectives or behaviors. We just can't as much as we would like to. And sometimes if we're in a romantic relationship, it can be extremely frustrating and we would love them to just, you know, clean up the toys off the floor or vacuum the house. We can't force people to do things. You can't force someone to have a certain perspective or opinion on something. And that's okay. Because if you think about the flip side of that, imagine if the whole entire world thought exactly the same as you, did exactly the same things as you, and you never felt challenged or you never had growth in your life. Sorry, but how boring. Like, no thanks. So recognizing when you do have something like a friendship fallout or when you send a text message to a friend and you're expecting them to respond in a certain way and they either don't respond at all or they respond back and they may have taken your text differently to what you had intended or maybe they've um, put their perspective on things and they've responded differently and that's left you feeling a little bit jaded, maybe... Uh, caught out, upset, whatever the feelings are that are coming up for you with that response, it's not what you were expecting. But just bringing that realization back to that idea that I can't control anybody else. They have placed their perspective on the world onto that text message that you've sent or the conversation that you're having. And their response is colored by their perspectives of whatever's going on for them, all the other relationships in their life, the other friendships, the other things, everything else, and that is forming their response. And the same goes for you. Everything that is happening in your life right now is forming your perspectives and your points of view on every single thing in your life. Like that's huge. Just let that sink in for a second. That's massive. There is literally not one other person in the world. 
that will ever have your exact same perspective or point of view on anything. And then to bring that home a little bit more, like, well, then does it make it a little bit easier to understand how we can have conflict so easily in relationships that are really important to us, like our romantic relationships or like our very close and best friends, that we feel like our own feelings are being hurt when they say things that we don't necessarily agree with, because it's just coming from your perspective and your point of view. So one of the really cool and interesting facts that I have for you, um, and this is something that I actually did write out because I found this really interesting when I learned about this, was that there's actually a ratio that we have as humans that we use to um, decide whether or not we are going to stay in a situation or leave a situation. And with relationships, that ratio is actually five to one. So for every five bad things, if we can see one good thing, then it means that we're not going to be swayed enough to make the decision to leave that friendship or that relationship. And this was something really interesting that came up for me that I had never thought about in my own life before until this certain situation happened and I was having a chat with somebody else about it and they had said, I know that it's so easy for you to, you know, forgive and move on and that you really don't like conflict. And interestingly enough, I hate conflict and it makes me so nervous and I feel anxious and it's just not a feeling that I enjoy, especially with my closest friends. And I could feel that my ratio was like, there wasn't five big things that had happened that I saw as um, not beneficial within my life. And so I was still holding on to that ratio of like that one good thing. And it just wasn't being thrown off enough. And this person pointed out a few other things that had happened previously that I had kind of forgotten about or pushed to the side because I was throwing off my own ratio. And it really made me realize, wow, yeah. And then I really was ready to give myself that space. And it's not that the friendship needs to totally end. It's just that I can recognize that at that moment in time, that friendship was not serving me well and that I just needed to give myself a little bit of space. And that's fine. That's okay. Why as a society do we take offense to things like this or always expect the worst? If someone's deciding to have a break from something, anything, who are we to judge what makes them feel good and what doesn't make them feel good? So having a look at what the ratios are for you with a friendship that you're considering could potentially not be the best friendship for you to be involved in is when you think about it, that means for every two good things that you've got in that friendship, that means you have to have at least 10 bad things that you can see for you to even be thinking about not spending as much time with this person. That's huge. Something else that really came up for me previously was that 
Friendships are our biggest mirror. And this has been something that has been difficult for me to get my head around and start to understand. So this might not be something that gels with you straight away, but I've got two really cool points and really my biggest learnings from things that have happened in the last few years for me. So I thought I might as well share them with you because I thought they might be able to help you as well. So when I say that friendships are our biggest mirror, it's really any relationship in our life. So it's the idea that if you think that somebody is being judgy or judgmental, then it's looking at where in your life are you placing judgment on something and where are you not comfortable with judgments being placed either on you or judgments that you're placing on other things. If you are thinking that somebody is being hostile or rude, where in your life are you showing hostility or could you be perceived as being rude or closed off? And it's these realizations that, wow, like they're just showing me things that I am also doing in my life as well. And that's a pretty big realization. That's a pretty big thing to come to. So don't worry if that doesn't sit super well with you. Just let that kind of marinate in your brain. And one day you will come to the realization of like, ah, I can see what Amy was talking about in that moment. A lot of the cool things that I've learned in coaching is like, Things that have been said in passing um, in like a coaching session that I've been having where like I am, I'm being coached. So like I've gone and had a coaching session with Declan and he'll say something and I'll be like, that's interesting. I'll write that down. Sometimes it doesn't necessarily resonate with me right then and there, but it's something that I will realize sometimes months later. Oh, that's what he was talking about. I'm doing that thing right now. So it's just really interesting to note what resonates with you now or what might resonate with you in the future with this as well. And something else that this one really, really hit home for me is that if someone says something and it's hurt your feelings, someone has been judgmental or said something that you've taken offense to and you're feeling upset by it, The reason that you feel upset is because it's actually already validating something that you were already thinking or worrying about anyway. This was probably the biggest realization that I had last year. And it was huge for me to be able to openly admit, wow, actually, yeah, I am worried about that myself. Like, yes, these things that this person had said to me, I guess secretly in the back of my mind, I was thinking them, I was worried about them. And that's why it hurt me so much because it was just validating and kind of like pointing out those feelings. And to me felt like laughing at those things and that didn't feel good. But to be able to take that power back and to realize that, okay, this person may have pointed out this stuff and it may not have been expressed or said in 
the most eloquent way, but whatever, that's how they decided to portray their message and that's fine. The first thing is to remember, like I said earlier, that that's their perspective on the world. That's their point of view. And if that's something that can really help you to move through that and move past that, then that's amazing. But if you want to go deeper than surface level, look at, okay, yes, that is this person's perspective of the world. That's their opinion. But it's brought up something within me. And that is something that I haven't realized before. So what am I already thinking? What am I already worried about that this person has just validated for me? And then how can you work through that? Because it's like if someone says to me, hey, Amy, I love your hair. You've got it colored and it's pink. And I'm like, "Mm, no, my hair's blonde. And they're like, no, your hair looks great. I can't believe you colored it pink. And I go back, no, my hair's blonde. It's not pink. There is no way that someone saying that I have pink hair is ever going to affect me or make me feel a certain way because I know that that is not true. So I just don't care. I place no emotion or no feeling in their perspective or their point of view because it doesn't matter. I know my hair's not pink, so cool, run with it whatever you think I've got pink hair. So what has come up for you when somebody has said something that has hurt your feelings? And what are you worried about in that topic? How can you move through that? So you know what? I've been dancing around the conversation topic, but I'm just going to throw it out there. This person had brought up that I that people were laughing about me behind my back and thought that me coaching was ridiculous um, and that I wasn't, I don't know, enough to be a coach and that I wasn't coachy enough in my life outside of coaching to like, who was I to be giving people advice? And I mean, this was a little while ago and it really, really cut deep. And I think because I, ha- I wasn't able to cement my identity within myself as being a coach because I was still only quite new on the coaching scene uh, at that time, it really hurt my feelings because I don't think like looking back at it now, I wasn't confident enough within myself to say, well, whatever, that's your opinion and I don't really care because I'm confident in me. And so what that has been able to bring out in me is this beautiful realization that that was something that I was worried about. And then that's been able to then in turn help me to study more, to get more training, to do more things and to have the most beautiful and amazing breakthroughs with so many of my clients and to be so much more appreciative of every single one of those moments because it's kind of like really cementing that idea that I can see that I used to think something and I don't think that anymore because you know what? I am good at this. This is what I am passionate about and I love it. And so now, probably about a year later, I can confidently say that if someone came up to me and was judging about my coaching style or the profession that I have chosen and the career path that I've chosen, I wouldn't really care 
because at the end of the day, that's just their perspective. And it's not something that I truly believe deep down anymore because I've been able to do the work around that thing. So what are the things that have been getting to you? And what is that touching on for you that you are actually really worried about within yourself? This episode has turned out to be way longer than what I was expecting. I thought this was only going to go for about 15 minutes, but here we are talking about my life. (laughs) Um, I guess at the end of the day, the real question is, do these people that you have in your life make you feel good? And it's not something that I think we give enough thought to and we don't place enough attention on because these days in society, we just do things for the sake of doing them because we feel comfortable and because they're familiar, because we like that certainty in our lives. And that's fine to a certain extent, embrace the certainty where you can, but you also need to embrace the variety because where there is room for one friendship to end or to slow down, There is room for another friendship to begin or to amp up. And to me, that is just so beautiful to recognize that there is so many people in this world that you can choose to spend your time with. And by choosing to reduce the amount of time that you spend or the amount of energy that you give one person, it invites the amount of time that you spend or the amount of energy that you spend with another person to be so much more powerful in your life. So hold on to good friendships, hold those people close, love them hard, appreciate them and tell them that you appreciate them. But also be really honest with yourself and ask yourself the hard questions. Recognize when you don't feel good and why you don't feel good. Is it just a certain topic that you guys are just not agreeing on at the moment that you can agree to disagree and move past? Or at a values level, do you both not really resonate and align anymore? And if that's the case, that's okay. There is so many people in this world that are here to make you and help you feel good and that you in turn can also help to feel just as good within themselves as well. Because isn't that what real friendship is all about? If you liked this episode, I would love to hear from you in our Facebook group. You can search the Nourishing Amy podcast community in Facebook and come and join us. We're talking all things life, love, overwhelm, and everything in between. You guys can share your funny memes, your stories, and all of the life stuff. I would also love for you to screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You guys have no idea how much that absolutely makes my day. I get such a big smile on my face. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today and listening to this episode. I hope that you've got something from it and I really love to hear from you. If you would like to get in contact with me, you can shoot me a message over on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at amy underscore Rankin. Please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions or comments that you have. 
It really helps to support my podcast when you subscribe and leave a review. I'm just a little independent podcaster and it really helps my episodes to be seen and listened to by more people. So go ahead and hit subscribe on whatever app it is that you listen on. Thank you so much, you guys. I hope you have the best day ever.